0: Welcome to the Radio Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Watson. So excited for you guys to hear the episode today with Banning Leibshire, founder of Jesus Culture. Come on. Uh, Banning is an incredible leader. I had the privilege of um, going to the Jesus Culture School of Leadership and, and was such an amazing time of growth and maturing for me. And so I know you're going to be absolutely blessed um, by what Banning has to share today. He's such an amazing man that calls you out. And, uh, you know, you feel like you can say yes to the call of God. So grab a drink, grab some snacks wherever you're at in your car, at home, and enjoy this podcast. Well, welcome to the podcast today. I've got Banning Liebscher the founder of Jesus Culture on today. And um, Benny and I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for uh, for coming and uh, jumping on the Zoom.
1: Well, it's good to be with you. I wish that I was actually in your city right now <laughs> doing this in person. Come on. So then we could go hang out in what everybody says around the world is one of the most beautiful places to ever visit. So, Queenstown,
0: um, Queenstown, New Zealand. I,
1: I wish I was... I wish I was there in person. That's my wish right now. But it's great it's great to be it's great to be with you.
0: That's awesome. Uh just quick quick three quick fire questions. Uh who's winning the NBA this year?
1: As much as I want to say as much as I want to just say, say the Sacramento it. Kings. Come on. I just want to say the Sacramento Kings so bad. Um, but I want to say the Sacramento Kings so bad, but I'm not going to um, i don't think the clippers are going to stay probably healthy Yep. and as sad as i sound i would love to see the clippers do it i would love the clippers to do it as well but i think it's going to be milwaukee and <laughs> and denver and and then there'll be a toss-up i think it to be tough to beat milwaukee man come on man i think it'll be tough to beat
0: milwaukee but we'll see come on that's awesome um favorite favorite office character office us favorite character
1: Yo, yeah, favorite office character, dude, that's a good one. Um, I would, uh, you know, oof, it, it, you know. You sounded like
0: Michael Scott right well, then, you realize that, eh? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, probably Michael Scott. Probably Michael Scott. Everybody loves Jim. Yeah. Jim's great, but probably Michael Scott. I Come
0: on, it. that's awesome.
1: Michael Scott, I'm going to go with Michael Scott.
0: Yeah. Okay, last one. This, I'm going to throw this back at you because you, you threw this to me at school. Um one breakfast cereal for the rest of your life (laughs) what are you picking
1: (laughs) oh gosh okay one breakfast cereal the rest of my life it would be chocolate um cheerios
0: chocolate cheerios are they the little cheerios circle looking things yeah chocolate chocolate covered cheerios they're
1: they're they're not they're not chocolate like coke they're not cocoa puffs chocolate cheerios they are getting a little more sturdy but they still have that chocolate come on uh I, I haven't had chocolate cheerios in so long but i could eat i could i could i could live on that if the rest of your ate, life I'd be fine with that. come on yeah,
0: yeah, your, your body would probably say different but hey come on yes that's true yeah. that's awesome hey uh Benin i don't know how to how to start in the sense of um there's been some pivotal moments where you've spoken that have really um have changed me. One, one of them being a Instagram live that my wife sent me between you and Andy Bird talking about leadership. And, um, I remember you were saying, um, about what are you doing to be, to steward the call of God on your life? What are you doing to, um, you know, to say yes to the call. And at that time I found myself in these sort of leadership positions because I believe I was called to be, to called to lead. Yeah. Now I'm in these positions yeah. and I'm like, well, what, what does it mean to, uh, to say yes, like I've fumbled my way in here. And, uh, and now what? So um, I kind of, that, that was what motivated me to actually do JCSL, Jesus Culture School of Leadership. Awesome. And um, yeah. what I did notice about that environment was if there was something that you were lacking in or something you needed to grow in, there was, there was like this green light that whatever it is, we can get you the tools and resources if, you, if you're willing to grow, if you're willing to keep saying yes. Um, yeah. and steward the call of God, there was like, there was just like a green light to just um, keep going. And then I actually had the, the privilege of coming over um, and even being in a Sunday service. And honestly, I, I know a lot of people talk about their vision and what they're about, but being just in that environment, it, you honestly felt like you could go and change the world. You know what I mean? And, and I, I mean, that's who you are and what you carry. But it, it, there was just so much permission um, to say yes. And not just say yes, but we'll help you get there, if that makes yeah. sense. So, I yeah. think maybe that's just that's uh, that's you've just been an incredible blessing um, to me personally as well. And I even remember a message that was on the end of a Jesus Culture album about a tandem bike, and I remember hearing that, and I'm like, I want to be on the front, I want to be a leader in my generation. <laughs> I was like that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, come on. So, um, I, I mean, that's. From my perspective, that's that's the the effect that you've had on me, and so I'm so excited for people to hear um, your heart, your call, who you are, what you carry today. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe we could start with just you just introducing yeah. yourself a little and what you've been doing and where you're at, and yeah, we'd love to go from there.
1: Excellent. Well, uh, you did uh, say my name, which by the way, you said it phenomenally, so well done. Thank you. I pastor a church in Sacramento, California. Um, and then uh, we also have a church in San Diego. Uh, we actually come out of a church called Bethel Church in Redding, California. We moved down here 10 years ago, planted nine years. Uh, but we also had a movement out of Bethel called Jesus Culture. Come on. Uh, that was kind of events, mu- it was worship, events, kind of campus stuff, leadership stuff, um, conferences, all that type of stuff. We were torn. Most people would probably know us from the worship side of what we did. Mm. But, you know, early on for us, man, I've been telling the story actually interesting, the last couple of weeks of Sunday, I felt like I was supposed to just tell the story of our history. And, and, uh, but, but I mean, we were just a bunch of young leaders who just the Lord lit up and said, would you believe me for a generation Come on. to be in revival? Mm. Like just, would you, would, will you, would you contend for and believe me for revival in your generation? And now I'm 47. You know, 25 years—no, more than that. 28 years after we were—we said yes to that, wow. and I still kind of have the same message. You know, just trying to get people to to contend for and believe God for revival in a generation. And so that's what we're doing. And we we do that through. I believe deeply in the local church. Yeah. Uh, I'm a. I'm a I, I mean, I am a firm believer in the local church. I'm a firm believer in the role that the local church plays in the life of a believer. Come on, and then the role of the local church in a city yep. and in the nation. Yeah, I believe, and I believe that the local church is the vehicle through which God sends revival. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think it's contained to the local church. Yeah, I think it hits cities, but I think the local church is where it, it where it comes through. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing, man. Loving Jesus. I got. I got. Through, I've been. I'll be married twenty six twenty six years. Yes, at the end of this year. Come on. Twenty six years. Have three kids: twenty four year old, twenty one year old, eighteen year old. Uh, kind of right around this time, November actually. I have a mandate and a call on my life to pastor and to encourage the body of Christ. But mid November to mid March, I have a. There's another mandate that comes to my life. My mm. son who plays basketball in high school. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I, I we don't miss games and my other mandate is to help referees out. So 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 my mandate is to help referees who are refereeing my son's games to do it well. I just want to see them succeed and do well and so I'm there for that. Yeah, so come on. I not only have a mandate to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in the earth mm-hmm. but to also come alongside referees and help them out while they're refereeing my son's basketball games. So that's kind of us.
0: Uh you're talking to a lot of New Zealanders right now. We we we, we lost the World Cup by one point rugby World Cup, uh, oh, and uh, yes, the referee was. All we needed the South you,
1: Africans, that I know. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we needed you, you <laughs> to
0: encourage yeah. the ref. Come on,
1: all, all, all the South Africans. All of you, you guys were all yelling at your TV.
0: We were screaming. We we actually played it before church. Mm-hmm. It started at eight a.m. and then church started at ten a.m. and it was uh, it was. Um, I was worried how the church was going to go afterwards, but hey, oh, we, yeah. we, we we got oh. in. We got in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put
0: that aside that's well so good. exactly um that's awesome hey um i was wondering if you could maybe point to a few specific times in your life where um you you knew you were called and then there came a point where you felt like you needed to be intentional or take responsibility for that calling did that, was there a moment that that happened for you or were you always wired that way that you were always in in that sense or yeah
1: i think um I think for me, so much of what I've tried to live, and I didn't have words for it when I was younger, I have words for it now, was really around being obedient to the Lord. And so I I think if you just have a heart to obey Jesus and to continue to move forward, then he continually puts you in positions where you're going to grow. That's good. I think sometimes when people grow stagnant or aren't intentional, it's because ultimately they're just not following the Lord and what he's asking. So wow. whether it's, you know, in my early 20s, where I was just up every morning, not every morning, every, for the most part, every weekday morning, I'd be at the prayer house at 5am, just seeking the Lord, just praying mm. that, that there are. So those seasons that develop me so much were really just in obedience to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, the Lord kind of Calling me deeper into something. So I think that gr- intentionality really does happen as you follow Jesus, as wow. you go, hey, my life is about following Jesus and obeying him. It's not just about being a good citizen or making a living mm-hmm. or going about my day. It is about the journey of following Jesus, going where he takes me, mm-hmm. obeying what he's asking of me. And so I think a lot of intentionality for me probably just comes from wanting trying to pay attention to what God's asking of me That's so good. and doing that. Yeah. And then I do think the stewardship issue is a big deal. God has given you, you know, we, we see this with the talents, the story of the talents, but you know, God has given you things. He's given you finances and he's given you time and mm. he's given you resources and he's given you gifts and he's given you skills. And the question is, am I, am I using those to the best of my ability to make a difference in the earth for the kingdom. And if I'm going to use those to the best of my ability, it means that they need to be growing. Mm. Anything the Lord gives us, what he requires from us is that we steward it in such a way that it grows. Yeah, that's true. Multiplies. Yeah. So, um, so I think so much of intentionality as well is, is I want to steward well, what the Lord has given to me. Mm. And that means I've got to get better at some things yeah. that I, you know, I, I've got to grow. I've got to grow in areas to steward it. Well, so I think as I look back, probably, I also think that if you get around, I think it's why it's so important to get around to other people yeah. that are going after God mm-hmm. that are making a difference that are changing the world. Cause I would get around them. I'm like, dude, they are, they are so much better at that, or they have intentionally set their life up in a way, mm. and you can see the fruit from it. Okay, I've got to go be more intentional about that. Yeah, that's so good. I've got to go be more intentional about my parenting. I've got to go be more intentional about my health. I've got to go be more intentional about my prayer life, mm. I, the Word, whatever else it is. I think other people, in the in the best of ways, provoke us Yeah. and make us go be intentional.
0: That's so good. I was actually going to ask you what how um important is community um and staying oh, missional god. and staying connected to god in that sense you know what i mean but um
1: community is everything you can't actually read the bible and walk away with an independent mindset true community is everything and um you know proverbs says he who walks with the wise will become wise he who mm. walks with the wise men will become wise will mm-hmm. himself become wise that as I walk with people in community, the strength on their life, the momentum on their life actually comes into my life. Yeah. And um, so many people in the Western world in particular are just so independent. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have this concept that you can be a self-made millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's never been a self-made millionaire in the ever. Yeah. Like nobody, that the concept that I made a million dollars without the help, aid, assistance, support of one other individual. True. I know what they're saying, but they're saying it wasn't an inheritance I got. Yeah. But but we there's no self-made millionaires. That's true. We all need people desperately. Yeah. And uh so we're just stronger because of it. Mm. In That's- fact I'll say this real quick. There's not an area of my life that is blessed or thriving that doesn't have the fingerprints of other people all over it. Wow. You, you you can't marriage, kids, ministry, finances, whatever else it would be. You say, man, that, that area is blessed. Mm. That area's got favor on it. That area is thriving. I wow. say, yep. And that area has other people's fingerprints all over it. <laughs> it doesn't just have my fingerprints on it. Yeah. There's a ton of people that have been brought into my world that have brought strength to each one of those areas.
0: Well, that's so good. Um, what would, what would you say? Um, Cause it, if I'm going to be honest, one of the issues for me when I first started doing school was I had this mindset or this concept that I didn't need people. I, I just need God. Does that make sense? Like it, it was like a justification of like, I can live independent. I just need the Lord. Yeah. Um, but Actually, to be honest, the only, the only way I got healthy in my leadership was actually through school and taking on input and feedback and, and learning yeah, these things. So yeah. how, how would you talk to that mindset of someone who feels called right now but feels like, well, I don't need help in that sense. I just need Jesus. And that sounds great, but, I mean, how would you speak into that to it, sort of it, shift yeah, that mindset? Great.
1: It sounds great. It's just not biblical. Yeah. <laughs> like nowhere nowhere in Scripture does Jesus say, hey, it's just you and me. You need no one else. Yeah. Now, we understand that salvation, of course, yep. <laughs> Jesus is the only way. He's the only door. There's no other way to heaven. There's no other way to the Father but to him. Come on. We understand that. But the minute you get saved, he welcomes you into a big old family and says, now get connected. Mm. So, So you can't even look at the life of Paul. I was reading somewhere. Somebody actually wrote up, like, how many people Paul was intimately connected to. Paul would end a letter, and just say, Hey, say all these people. These people are amazing. These people provided for me. True. These people. And Paul is actually, I mean, think about this. Paul. Mm. Paul would you know in Colossians and he would say, Hey, pray for me. Yeah. I mean, Paul believes so deeply in the prayers of others. Wow. That he would just constantly say, Will you pray for me? Pray for me and uh and you can constantly see this kind of thing, so and and the and it's the concept that you're talking about mm. is a very very western individualistic concept mm. in fact in fact a lot of eastern eastern mindsets uh, uh uh tribes in Africa middle eastern thought they actually wouldn't even like. They, they would have no comprehension for what no, you're talking about. Yeah. You know, they literally would like have no comprehension. Like, oh, what are you talking about? You're all by yourself. You know, yeah. it's a very Western independent <laughs> mindset. Sounds horrible. But the Bible, <laughs> the Bible, the, the Bible doesn't support it at all. Yeah, uh, Paul says. Paul says in Romans one, I long to be with you that our mutual faith might encourage one another.
2: Mm.
1: He's like, dude, I want to be with you because when we're together, your faith encourages me. My faith encourages you. And he's constantly, I mean, he's constantly talking about this stuff. Mm, So good. So, so I just think it's, we just have to go like community is not just, I mean, listen to what first Peter five, five says, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes. Be submitted to one another. Mm. Be clothed with humility for God, resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. He just like, listen, you need to have elders in your life and you need to have one another in your life. And when that is there, Mm. this is the point. When I have elders in my life and when I have others in my life, Mm. then it says humility is present and grace is released. Wow. The opposite then is this. When I have no elders and I have no community, it's pride. Mm. And God resists the proud. So I just think community is not like a fad. It's not like we looked around and said, what do millennials want? (laughs) You know what? Millennials are different than baby boomers and Gen Z (laughs) because they like coffee shops. Yeah. So let's create a church that has community yeah. because that's really what millennials know. Like this isn't the latest fad. Yeah. This is actually the biblical model. This is how God created us. So good. And it's messy and it's slow and it's humbling, but it works. <laughs> it on. works. Don't mess with even, it. <laughs> even if you think about this, do you know the gifts of the spirit that uh, you, you do? But I'm saying if you go through those gifts, mm. A whole bunch of them require another person. True. So it's like word of knowledge, yeah. word of wisdom. Yeah. Like these are all other people in your life mm-hmm. ministering. Right. Yeah. So the thought that like I, I have everything I need with just me and Jesus, he's like, oh, no, no, no. I've put my voice in a lot of different people. I've put my gifts in a lot of different mm. people. I've put my grace in a lot of different people. And your job is to go get connected to those people so you can experience the fullness of what I want to release to you.
0: Wow. you got to live that out through humility or that's not happening, right?
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, this is why I think that when he says God resists proud, I think the actual act of community mm. is one of the most humbling things you can do. It's so true. And, um, and, and I would say this, it, it, it's humiliating. Uh, letting people into your life, yeah, true. really, actually walking out the process, yeah. actually submitting yourself to covering—these things are very humbling things. Yeah. But when they happen, God just releases the floodgates of grace for you.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Every time you talk about church and community, it makes me fall in love with church even more. Um, that's mm-hmm. so good. In all, in all its messiness. Come on, it still works. it is messy and it's slow and. <laughs> Yeah, Some days it feels like it would be easy just to run, run yourself. But that's not leadership. No one's following, right? So,
1: yeah, totally. that's beautiful. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, so how have you, how have you, because one thing I've noticed about you, you, you love, you have a, a great love for Jesus as well. But there's also this yeah. other hand of stewardship and intentionality and, and getting better. How have you, how would you help someone walk that, walk that path? You know what I mean? Because you always presented things to us as tools, not the source if that makes sense. But yeah. sometimes there can be a, a big swing the other way where it's, we, we lose our dependency on the Lord in a sense. We become independent yeah, because we sure. we now feel qualified. It was actually one of the weirdest things for me when I actually started learning things at school was my greatest fear was like, I could actually get up and do this now without, you know, or I can have a conversation or I can, you know, run a, run a meeting and not actually need the Lord in that sense. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I know yeah, that's yeah. probably
0: a very immature way of looking at it, but I'm, I'm trying to shift that no. that perspective of um, you can still be intimate with the Lord and also steward the call of God well. Does that make sense? And get better yes, and grow. Yeah. yeah.
1: So sometimes people talk about balance. I'm not a big balance guy. Nah, neither. <laughs> you don't kind of feel like you got to be balanced. Yeah. I feel like you have to be properly aligned. Come on. So for me, it's priorities rather than balance. Okay. In other words, um um i absolutely want to grow as a communicator as a communicator i want to grow in my ability to preach the word of god mm. but my communication gift is still second to the need for the anointing on my life so good so it, it's not like i have to balance those Come things on. yeah i just have to make sure that one that, that they're in the right spot oh, in on. alignment.
0: Yeah, that's so good. It's such so a point. if
1: I beg- if I begin to think that my communication gift is what's the most important, mm. well, that's when I'm in trouble. Mm. When I stay in the place of the anointing mm. is what I need more than anything else. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the work and activity of come the on, Holy ben. Spirit yep. that actually transforms and changes lives. Mm. If that stays in the preeminent spot. Well, then I can work on my communication gift and not fall into what you're talking about. So good. And so for me, it's when it's not when things get out of balance; it's when things get out of alignment.
0: That's so good.
1: It's when things get out of a, get out of priority. Mm. And so I can I can keep myself in this position of, hey guys, we have got to get better at our guest systems. Yeah, we've got to get better at uh, at our whatever you know, mm-hmm. uh, the stage look. We've got to get better at our whatever. Yes. And we do. But nobody's confused that above all of that is this. We need your presence Come more on. than anything else. So so I actually think you can keep that thing that says, God, we want your presence. And if they're ever at odds, presence always wins. Come on. If I if I if I am sacrificing the presence of God, you know, our desire for yep. the presence of God to be better at systems mm. or if I am if spending, you know, if I'm sacrificing the, the, the recognition of the need for his anointing mm. for my communication gift, right? So it's about alignment. Mm. It's about what comes first and what comes second and what comes third. And I think that that really good leaders have an understanding of the, the ranking of importance. That's great. So, yeah. you know, in all honesty, like our, our, uh, is a good stage on Sunday important? Well, you know, I think it's, it's on the list for sure. Yep. Is it in the top four? <laughs> no.
0: Probably not, yeah.
1: You know, and so it's just about recognizing, oh, I, I know the the rank of importance of priorities around here. Mm. And at the top will always remain the presence of God in our midst above everything else. It's so good, man. That's and a word. Right I'm not going to be able to. I, I so so. Half the time I'm like, oh, you're just spending way too much time on priority number ten and neglecting priority number one. And it's probably because you just don't know what the priorities are.
0: That's so good. Oh, that blessed me. I'm gonna preach that. That's great. It's not about balance. It's about alignment. Come on, Benny. It's
1: that's not. About, I actually think like it's about balance. I'm like, yeah. I actually don't think it's about balance. I don't think you see anything balanced. I don't think anything balanced changed the world. No. I think I I, I think I think things that were properly aligned yeah. and have the right priorities changed the world.
0: That's so cool. You know. Um, hopefully this question makes sense, but it just popped up as you were speaking. I'm just thinking about the people that are that are listening. Um, and you're talking about knowing what's important, what's right. I mean, when it comes to our calling, I mean clarification on your call or the mission that the Lord has given you. Obviously, it's very hard to be intentional or steward that if you haven't got clarity on what that is, right? Yeah,
1: that's the journey, man. Yeah, that's the journey. How
0: would you? How would you help someone cares. in that in that spot that kind of doesn't have a lot of clarity on why they're on the earth? Yeah, I in a, in a
1: yeah, I think there's broader yeah, sense. I know you mean. Yeah. I think there's ways. I think I think that's why you got to get with. Make sure you're being discipled. Mm. Make sure somebody's pouring into you. Make sure somebody's helping you walk that out, make sure somebody's speaking into you, but there's some basics, you know, one, um, I go back and just look at all my prophetic words. Yeah. Come on. What's the Lord been saying? What's he, you know, so just practical things. I, I would say, is there three things I would tell you? I'm going to tell you three to maybe me more, but one is this, what is the word that God's spoken over my life? Mm. Um, over the years, and just kind of begin to write those down. Look at them. See what the common thread is. See what God has been speaking over you. So good. Two, what what's moved my heart? What moves my heart? So Lou Engle one time said, he read a book, uh, Window to the Soul, I think is the book. But he says, tears are the window to your soul. Wow. And there's something about me paying attention to what moves my heart uh w- w- either 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 literally or metaphorically yep. where do i cry mm. so for me man anytime i hear a story on foster care Mm. Oh, my heart is just so moved. Mm. And I know it's more than just a good story. There's something to it that just moves my heart. So good. Whenever I hear about people getting healed or signs and wonders, it moves mm. my heart. Yeah. So I think at some level you have to go, what are the things that have moved my heart? There are certain preachers that stir me more mm-hmm. than others. There are certain passages in scripture I read that light me up. And so I think, one, pay attention to your prophetic words. Mm-hmm. Two, pay attention to what moves you. Yeah. And then three, pay attention to where you have favor. Mm. So lots of times what happens is people want something that they just don't have favor for. You know, they're like what? And so sometimes I'm like, just where's your favor at?
2: Mm.
1: If you look around and go, where's favor in my life? And I have so much favor there. I have so much open doors there. Mm. Then maybe, That's actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe that's the assignment that God has put on my life, you know? And so I think that God gives favor and anointing for assignments. mm -hmm. He calls us somewhere and then he empowers us through favor and through anointing to accomplish that assignment. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you just pay attention to where your favor is. So prophetic words, here's favor. Prophetic words, what moves you, and mm. fa- pay attention to favor. I think begin to give some real insight.
0: That's incredible. That's just that's intentional, right there. I mean, most of us probably forgot yeah. the one we got last week. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I assume right. you've written all right. yours down right. or got them all recorded for yeah. <laughs> <That's> sure. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so cool. Um, how, how would you? How would you? I've heard you preach this so many t- a few times and it's um and it's moved me every time about how you go from being called to chosen um mm-hmm. i've heard you say that everyone everyone's called we're, we're all in the game we're all and, and that's the yep. the people we're talking to today we're, we're talking to people who who have a calling that are in the game yep. we're, we're not bench warmers we're not sitting yep. on the sidelines of life we're, we're called um how would you how would you Describe or help people go from called to chosen in that sense. Is it yeah. just a continual yes, yep. or what does that look like?
1: I think, I think one of the things that we don't talk enough about is we talk a lot about the call, mm. but we don't talk about the response enough. Mm. So, what I would say is, what separates you in life is not the call of God on your life. Come on. Every everybody's called. Yeah. And I mean that. I mean everybody has a call to change the world. Everybody has a call to lead. Everybody has a call to make a difference. Everybody mm. has a call to advance the kingdom. Mm. Everybody has a call to move and signs and wonders and all that. What separates you is not your call. What separates you is your response. Come and on. if you really look at scripture, so many times what God was looking for was a response. Mm, Mark sure. chapter four, it says, talking about Jesus, it says those, he called those that he himself wanted. So Jesus goes up on a mountain and he called this group of people. But here's the, here's the part of the verse we don't preach enough about. And they came to him. Mm. So there was a call, but there was a response. That's good. He go, he, want, he wants to meet with Moses in the desert. He's about to give Moses his mandate. Mm. And what was required was when he turned aside to see the burning bush. The burning bush wasn't the encounter. The burning bush was the invitation. That's it. Oh, come on. And when he turned aside to see the burning bush, wow. that's when, when it says when God saw him turn aside, that's when he spoke to him. Yeah, the burning bush was not the encounter. The burning bush was the invitation, mm. and God wanted to see: Are you going to respond to my invitation? Mm. And Jesus calls them, and they came to him. You know, there are all these stories that the the, the you know the disciples, all this type of stuff. Wow. So I, I think I would just say this. The reason why many are called and few are chosen because everybody has a call, mm. but only a few actually respond to the invitation.
2: Mm.
1: Because the invitation is costly. The True. invitation is inconvenient. Mm. The invitation will put you out of the boat and off the map. <laughs> Come on. But but that is what separates you. The yes in your heart. Mm. It says god i i i i'm raising my hand and saying yes to the call of god that's so cool no matter the price mm. no matter what it costs me
0: mm. that's so cool how would how would you get someone i mean i don't know maybe that's not right That maybe it's not the right thing but i mean i i have obviously as a pastor you see people say yes like respond in, in a certain way but never Never follow through. Like, does does yes have to look like something? I guess has has yes got an action? Does yes have a a next step uh, yes, or <laughs> yes?
1: Yes, yes has a price tag to yeah, it. Yes, come on, it's good. Yes has a price tag for sure. It's yeah. costly. Yeah, and I think ultimately that's just James. That listen, faith without works is dead. Mm. The, the concept is this: true faith has action connected to it. That's so good. Like it, it's 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 not like. It's just just flat out. Faith has action. Mm. So so there's a passage in Hebrews 11. I think it's Hebrews 11.7. It could be Hebrews 11.9. It says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things to come, Mm. moved with godly fear, prepared an ark Mm. for the saving of his family. So faith, by faith Noah, when he heard the Lord was moved to action so good and prepared an ark so when you look at when you look at Noah you say how do we know that Noah believed God yeah. not because he stood up and said I believe God come on
0: you yeah. know
1: like we look at Noah and say how did faith manifest in the life of Noah it didn't manifest in words mm. it didn't manifest in saying I believe God you know how we know he believed God? Cuz he built an ark. Come on. He said all right. I believe. So here's what faith looks like. Here's mm. what a response looks like. God spoke to me. You know how I'm re- I'm responding. And so you should be able to look at your life and go, "Where am I responding to the voice of the Lord in my life?"
2: Mm, so good. Where
1: in my life am I responding to what God has said? Mm. Not in word, but in deed, but in action. Well, wow. That sounds like revival. Yeah, come <laughs> could, on. Could that be well, it? This is the, <laughs> could that be this it? This <laughs> is the dream, right? Imagine an entire church. Let's say you're always going to have some level of immature new believers, mm. uh, unbelievers. Let's say, let's say sixty five percent. Imagine if sixty five percent of your church woke up every day with a yes in their heart, wow. and just said, "I am going to respond to God in faith." By doing something. I mean, you could just see easily how we're going to make an impact.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, I guess that brings us back to the the uh, the role of the of the local church, right? This is this is where this stuff's happening, where people are growing and saying yes, and showing yes. up and being equipped.
1: Yep. Yep. And it's absolutely—it's where they're maturing. It's where they're being equipped. It's where they're finding community. It's where people are just calling out Mm. the greatness in them and challenging the weakness in them. (laughs) That's what you—it's what you want to do. I want to call out the greatness and I want to challenge the weakness. Yeah. And so um, that's what it. Yeah. And and when you're around people that are moving forward as well, it becomes obvious when you're when you're not moving. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're not around people that are moving forward. It's very easily to fall into the trap that you know when you're actually around people going after God and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I should maybe I should go harder after God. They, I don't <laughs> know if I'm moving. <laughs> Come on, you know. And I just love that about community.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. This, is, this is a bit of a godly course. jealousy. Hey,
1: absolutely, man. Let's go out The Bible talks it. about Gentiles will do that for the Jews, and so yeah, that's true. It, it is it, it is one of those things. Yeah, I just am provoked to. Okay, man, I gotta up my game here. Mm. I gotta up my game. Those guys are getting healthier in their marriage. Come on. They're getting breakthrough in their marriage. They're working hard at their marriage. What are we doing with our marriage? <laughs> we gotta get better at our marriage. You <laughs> know I Absolutely. I
0: haven't been on a date for ten years. We should, should rather really go. Out. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, that's such a good point. I love that. Um, I'm just going through what I've got what else I've got. You've 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 already dropped so many nuggets. Benny, thank you so much pastor Benny for, um, for for doing this this is incredible and uh, I'd love to just talk about of revival course. and and your love for Jesus and but is there anything else that you would um that you would bring to someone who is um, maybe feeling a little bit stuck right now hit a roadblock i feel I feel cold but I feel like there's a I feel stagnant I mean what would your yeah, advice yep. be to that person
1: um I think I would probably give there's probably a lot of advice for, you know, if you feel stuck or stagnant or aren't moving forward. I think the one piece of advice I would say is this. If you're stuck in your own vision, go serve somebody else's vision. I think this is the principle we see in Scripture in Exodus chapter 3. There's It just talks about that when Moses, Exodus 3 verse 1, it says that Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. So it was like Moses was tending somebody else's flock when the Lord released his flock to him. Mm. And it's like the ability to take care of somebody else's is when the Lord releases your own. And so that's the passage when Jesus is talking about if you can't be faithful with with what is another man's, how can you be entrusted with what's your own? Mm. So the concept is around this thing of, I just say, listen, if you're wanting to move forward, if you're wanting God to release greater vision, greater favor, greater finances, greater whatever, Go serve somebody else's. Mm. So I think I think one of the best things, like I wanna, I want to discover my own destiny. I want to s- discover my own vision. Go serve somebody that knows what theirs is. <laughs> go, go do that. And in that context, I really believe that God begins to release to you what's your own. Mm. You are faithful with what is another man's. God will entrust you in that context with what's yours.
0: That's so good. I love that. Thank you so much, Benny. Would you, be, um, would you be okay to pray for everyone that's listening? Absolutely. Bless you. Thank
1: you. Absolutely. Father, i just so encouraged by anybody who would want to grow. Mm. Man, just the fact that they're listening to this podcast right now just speaks to their desire and hunger to grow. Father, I pray that you would anoint them. Mm. I pray that you would equip them. I pray that you would stir their hearts. You would prophetically speak to them. And then, Father, I pray that you would send them into their city and their workplace and their family and their friends to see revival in our day. Come on. Just bless them in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Benny. Um, If anyone's listening and, and they're thinking, hey, I really want to grow my leadership, obviously we've got the Jesus Culture School of Leadership, which is not just for church leaders but leaders in the world and uh so they can go to the jesusculture.com website sign up from there if anyone wants to connect with you Benny, how do they how do they go about that i know you've got heaps of resource and stuff so
1: instagram just instagram released i actually just launched a, a brand new podcast where i sit come on every single week just chat for 20 minutes about something so you can check that out the school leadership you can get online all that stuff's available
0: that's awesome thank you so much for coming on Benny. appreciate you And, uh, yes, come on. Great to be here. Thank you. Hey, hope you enjoyed that episode with Ben in founder of Jesus Culture. Such a great uh, conversation. So many nuggets in there to help us keep growing, keep saying yes to the call of God, help us stay missional, help us stay connected to Jesus. And so I hope it was an incredible blessing to you. As always, if you know that episode would help anyone, feel free to share it. Uh, invite people to the Ready, um, the Salt Shaker Facebook group, um, which is an commu- online community of people who are encouraging each other to go after the call of God. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. That's it for episode eight. Bless you.